My name is Jack Oatway. And I'm Jay Oatway, your host and co-host of Like Dragon Like Sun. The uh, podcast that has two generations of D&D players slash DMs talking about all the coolest things in Dungeons and Dragons. Roll for initiative. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 my favoritest words. Uh, usually every night of playing D&D, mm. every game, roll for initiative. Um, but to do that, you need a character. Exactly. And uh, it's been a while since we've done a Steal This Character idea, uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind Steal This Character is just that. It's an idea. We put out there for your listening pleasure uh, an idea that maybe you want to steal, maybe you borrow from. Uh, and that's the best part of D&D is today, online, there are so many cool places offering up so many ideas uh, for how to be a better player. However, we've often found that many of the characters that are out there are like kind of like min-max type things. Sometimes people yeah. like worry too much about the mechanics. Damage outputs. And yeah, actions per second. Uh, well, that's not a thing. Damage but... per second. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a video game thing. But look, you don't have to have a min-max character to have a great character. Mm. Our point on the, a lot of this stuff is actually the best, most fun characters to play are ones with like really cool ideas. Yeah, and sure, if if your game is very combat heavy and you don't have a character that's satisfying or useful in combat, then you can feel let down. You can feel like you're not doing a whole lot for your party. Well, and the, the party, some parties truly fear letting in a PC that that looks goofy or weird, mm. right? And, and so, yeah, clearly a mix in your party of the right type of characters, the right balance for everything. Um, but I would also say to those out there who are like, oh, you know, I don't want to play with somebody who's got, you know, goofy character. Okay, well, these aren't goofy. They are just, these are characters that are going to add a lot more flavor and depth. Mm. And remembering that combat's only one of the three pillars of the game that these characters are going to bring a lot more depth to your role play and to your exploration. Um, maybe bigger story hook things. They might be able to unlock parts of the adventure for the DM to be able to tell bigger, cooler stories uh, and lead to, yeah, cool fights. And, and just got to trust a little bit that the mechanics of the game are such that even a you know less dangerous PC uh, in the party is still is still an effective uh, part of any party. Yeah, and the character we're going to introduce to you today isn't great in combat. No, isn't perhaps the most min-maxed, skillful character who can get a thirty in anything. But still can do damage. Still can be helpful. Still can provide assistance. Actions could still you know save somebody's life. And um, many people consider may consider this character to be goofy yeah maybe or but it really came down to would come down to watching how you played it exactly and if you played it i mean if you've got a game that's that's more of a fun just have a laugh game then you can play it you know goofy as you want but if it's kind of a table that wants to be serious 
you can play this also as a dead serious uh, character that still adds a bit of uh, levity to the table. So what, what are we talking about here? Let's, let's give this character a name. All right. Today we're talking about Win Guild Tavir, which is a funny name. It's not spelt how you probably think it's spelt. It's with a J in there and E's and V's and all sorts of, of letters. But his friends just call him Tov. Does he have many friends? Sure. He likes to think he has friends. I mean, he is a master wine producer, and that's his whole vibe. He is a satyr artificer. So satyrs have uh, come out recently as a new playable race uh, in the Theros. And so uh, already edition. this is not Adventures League legal, because you're taking from Eberron and from Theros. <laughs> yeah, so we're mixing two, two of the more recently added books uh, of the game. Uh, but they're in a clever sort of way, though. I think this is uh, this brings an, an interesting idea. So you've got somebody who, you know, who is a wine producer who now has found themselves adventuring. Yeah. Well, he was a a rich fey nobleman, perhaps even, and that's because a fey uh, prince of sorts. The the satyrs are are, fey. are fey. not strictly humanoid, but fey, which is unusual in D anD D to have a playable fey race or perhaps he's uh from a, a big uh quite a famous or a rich well-off family right in the fey wilds yeah and he was outcast for whatever reason that you deem or see fit perhaps he was too much of a reveler perhaps work, he caused work, a bit too much chaos DM to create hooks for exactly the you know tying you back into the story of why you were why you left the the fey wild and he's now come to the material plane um selling magical fey wines that he knows how to make you know using his artifice so he's an alchemist which not really on the vibe of alchemy turning metals into other metals and things like that but more the the getting the the nuances of flavor right and, so, and aging wine so the potion making side of thing but not coming at it from the oh i want to make potions but coming at it from the oh i guess i can make potions because i've learned how to make great wine or not even potions at all his elixir uh, that you get his from um, being a alchemist, I believe it's called, what's it called? Uh, experimental elixir. I think it's just him testing out different wine <laughs> uh, sort of vineyard things. But he has a, a fey vineyard that he uh, draws his magic from to create these. So an experimental wines. elixir for those who aren't familiar with uh, the with, alchemist subclass. Uh, whenever you finish a long rest, you can magically produce up to two experimental elixir, elixirs that number changes uh so this is uh the character build we're doing right now we're looking at making a six level artificer and the uh at, at this level you get to make two experimental elixir, elixirs uh, after each long rest uh each in an empty flask that you touch or in a little bottle uh, or in a little bottle flask bottle you name it uh roll for each elixir's effect separately each elixir requires its own flask. You can create additional experimental elixirs by expending a spell slot of first level or higher, uh, and then you can choose the effect. If you want, perhaps a, a more right. so you can burn, burn spell slots and you can have more and more of these little flasks of mm. different types of wine. Exactly. Uh, the nice thing about this is that it means you don't have to invest your your prepared spells and many like in something like a cure wound because perhaps your experimental elixir does the exact same thing. All right, but this is this is a sounds like this is a random. Exactly. We've talked before about how we're not a big fan of random, but 
the thing about this well, is that you can that make it random. I play or you can make it non-random. I, I tell you now, random, if you're going to play any character super serious, don't take random, <laughs> right? But if you want a game that has a bit of laughs and you're a good enough player to be able to roll with the fact that you're going to get junk that's really difficult to use sometimes and be imaginative and come up with like creative, funny ways to try and use up stuff. Um, you'd be surprised how often at the table that you can, you can bring big smiles to everybody's face and even have some wow moments that really are effective in a combat situation. And remember everybody whiffs things like I have like, I know like the best paladins who are min maxed out there who swing their swords and like will have just lousy dice rolls all night and miss and miss and miss and you know not be all that effective at the table where you know it doesn't matter the dice are going to tell so much of your story anyways a lot of what makes great characters is doing trying to do fun and interesting things while at the table with your friends or online mm. virtually at the table and just having a having a good time with it. And this is typically like an idea of like it sort of classifies it as, you know, some alchemical mixture full of whatever that they drink and it gives them this effect. But I imagine this as like some weird fey like vineyard type stuff that you've put into uh, your your experimental like wine, right? And you're like, mm, can you have a taste of this? You know, and uh, it could be like, oh, like the the fey magic restores them, or like up their walking speed, a little bit of a buzz. Woo, they wake up a little bit, and uh, or they gain a plus one bonus to AC, you know, for a little while, or boldness, you know, um, flight. Like they get like bubbles in their stomach, and they start to float off the ground, or transformation, where it even like changes the way they look. Um, maybe even look a little bit more fey. You could have that as a little home like thing but this is all about flavor you know this episode we're thinking about you know flavors of wine flavors of, wine. <laughs> flavors of your character um and a big way to customize flavor is with a little uh well not a little known but very well known spell uh perhaps the ultimate cantrip uh role play cantrip prestidigitation yeah you know everybody i think everybody knows prestidigitation will do things like clean your clothes uh, and that, yeah, maybe you can make a little odor in the air or, you know, snuff out a fire. But did you know you can also add flavor to things? Yeah. With prestidigitation. You now, can chill, warm, or flavor up to one now, cubic foot of non-living but material there's for a li- one the, hour. The, yeah, the one hour limit is kind of the bummer on this one. But it is a cantrip after all. But what I love about this idea, especially if you were a bit of a wine snob mm-hmm. and you knew your tastes of wine really well... You could, in theory, make any wine, the cheapest plunk available at the bar, taste like the really, really good stuff. Mm. Exactly. I mean, come on. How awesome is that? Like every every wine tasting you go to with this character is like mm. going to, to taste the most expensive wine. Exactly. And you um, have it at your fingertips. Uh, I mean, this guy makes good wine anyways, and that's the idea of the artificer. Rather than being like a, a smith's tools, banging away at magical runes or whatever, he's making magical wines. Yeah. That's his vibe. Yeah, instead of the the artificer being this, yeah, tr- this sort of creator of trinkets and um, little moving items or, you know, that sort of vibe, you've got this, this, and instead of being all like really goofy potions as well, this one is like more refined in his sort of approach to how he makes things. And I, I think, you know, when you 
when characters really jump out at me and think, oh, this is cool. When you showed me this one, I'm like, I love that he's got, he's got this other sort of occupation. Like he's got this, this thing that he is that then has led him into adventuring and how those skills have now come to become. And with desires and goals, he wants to get back to the Feywild. You know, mm. he's a little bit of, feels out of place in the material plane. He feels all sort of above it uh, most of the time, but so he let's just needs to prove himself. Start with his stat block a little bit for people here. Sure. What does he, what's he sort of got for stats? Uh, I've sort of dumped strength. Uh, okay. He's not very strong. Uh, eight strength. Uh, so you're matching really, a, a, a satyr here. So he's he's elegantly dressed. Uh, he's got hooven feet. He's a little plump. Uh, he's got some horns. He's got a little goatee beard. Yeah. Uh, Gold horns that sort of curl around with little uh, jewelry off of it. He sort of accessorized his horns. Right. If you've seen Critical Role, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but his dexterity is okay. You know, all the rest of his stats are so very he's, Yeah, he's average. got 14 decks, uh, 14 so plus decks. two there, which helps with his armor class. Yeah. Plus one constitution. What plus kind of... Oh, yeah, sorry, carry on. Uh, plus three intelligence, plus two wisdom, and plus two charisma. So really, all of those other stats aren't bad. I mean, besides constitution perhaps They're being walking, not the best. Walking but, speed's at 35 feet. Yeah, because satyrs get 35 foot wow, walking that, speed. That's nice. So he's a little bit faster on his feet. He... Uh, with average hit points at this level, sitting at 39, which Not is bad. okay. I mean, he's only got that plus one. Only a D8. He's got an armor class of 16 with a That's plus right. two dexterity. So what's he wearing for armor? He's wearing armor of gleaming scale mail. Oh, interesting. It's sort of like fashionable. It's one of his infusions, uh, Artificer infusions. A lot of them aren't really great, like battle or combat wise. Some of them are, uh, but some of them are really just more for fun. So um, armor of gleaming infusion does what? It just means that the armor can never be dirty. I mean, why pick it when you have the prestidigitation spell? I don't know. It's more of a, a fun well, you know, flavor Because you're not thing. using prestidigitation to clean you necessarily. You're using it to clean all your friends. Um, and you're also using it to flavor their wine. This armor never gets dirty. It's always gleaming and beaming with... Yeah. Um, well, you could, make him a bit of a, you could make him a little bit of a neat freak that way and keeping the party all... Clean, clean and tidy all the time. Um, he also has a perfume of bewitching, which he has uh, created. Um, this tiny vial contains magic perfume, fey perfume, uh, enough for one use. You can use an action to apply the perfume to yourself, and it affects uh, last one hour. For the duration, you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at humanoids, so it can't be used against you, uh, of CR rate, uh, challenge rating one or lower. Those subjected to the per perfume's effects are not aware that they uh, have been influenced by magic. And so you're going to perhaps sell uh, wine to a, a rich, you know, nobleman. Oh, you can let them sample a bottle of the Here, cheap plunk. sample of this. <laughs> it would Trust taste me, amazing. I would always, you know, and... Um, and then the other bottles are okay. just crap. Yeah. Yeah. And so how, how much of a con artist is he that way? I, don't, I think he... he has pride in his craft, right. you know, but sometimes you got to land a deal, you know, no, material plane is really ruled by money. And if you need a little bit of money, then people expect the best. Right. And he's got a reputation, um, for being a fantastic, uh, wine salesman, right. Connoisseur. Um, so, but, but again, he, if, if he's a reputation for production as well, he'd be careful as to who he was tricking. Of course. Yeah. One, but. Um, and that uh, so, goes into his... So have a little, let's have a little mm. quick run-through on what you chose for uh, skills for this guy. Uh, skills, simple, arcana. Why arcana? Understanding magic. Uh, yeah, just... 
simple like oh what does this sort of magic sort of mean uh, ability to recall lore about spells magic items electric symbols magical traditions planes of existence oh well there you go arcana is planes of existence huh. uh and inhabitants of those planes so it isn't religion Fan i whoa i just learned something on dna beyond if you click on a skill it tells you what you can use it for that's crazy good times. I thought it was religion that's amazing uh we, the reason Jaxa is excited about this is we um, recently recorded a, an episode, possibly it was last week's, uh, that uh, we was we went for a tour of some of the planes uh, of existence. If you haven't heard that episode yet, please go find it. It's great. Uh, but we were talking about, yeah, how would you get smart about that? Who would be a good... And we were thinking, well, is it religion that would know about the different planes? Or but apparently, it's Arcana. Arcana. But wow. I don't. As a Amazing. DM, I still think religion might be. Well, a... again, understanding a little bit about the Feywild, people who live in the Feywild, yeah. uh, magic traditions of the Feywild, uh, magic items which he creates. Religion, you know? might like, be, religion might make more sense for like the outer planes because there's so many more gods. Well, in that exactly. Space. It, religion uh, measures might, your uh, ability to recall lore about deities, rites and prayers, religious hierarchies, holy symbols. And the practices of secret cults. Yeah, I sort of feel like yeah, the Arcana might be more like plain, low, like more inner plane stuff. Anyways, anyways, we're getting distracted. Um, Back to what his skills were. So he's got Arcana. He's got Deception. So he's gonna steal. He you might. Know, he's he might. not. He's not selling people like nothing. But yeah, right. but still, a good salesman needs to be able to to uh, nature. You know, understanding what is this a good place to start a vineyard. Right, you know, like, being able to tell you different exactly. types of vines apart. Exactly, different types of like, oh, this would be good, and sure. so and so, or whatever. Identifying you know. different plants. Uh, performance. Why performance? He's a reveler. He's got proficiency with pipes of haunting, which he hasn't mm -hmm. gotten fused in the moment, but he could if need be. Um, and he can delight an audience. You know, he's very much so of a, a big personality. You know, he's dominates the room. He's got hearty laughs. I mean, the idea like satyrs drink wine they're revelers like that's their whole vibe right and i wanted to turn that into how do i make um a celebratory like wine you know craftsman that isn't just a bard which i think is the direction you, they want you to go with uh, it even gives you musical like tool proficiency um or music instrument proficiency so i'm like all right i'm going to turn this into an artificer instead of a bard and see how that could work out. You know, can I make an artificer that feels a little bit like a bard? And I think you have. I, and I think maybe that's also the stuff that, you know, we really love about characters and we really encourage people to try and do. Often, if you think, oh, I want a bard-like character, ask yourself, can I make that with a different class? Mm. Uh, some of our best builds have been just that, where we, we've tried to build a, a cleric with a ranger that turned out really well, and we've built a... Uh, healer with a barbarian that turned out really well and you know it's it's crossing the lines with these things and learning how to to build the similar feeling type character but with, with using different abilities that make them really special they stand out a lot mm. from your typical exactly because they're not going to just have the same old turn undead yeah. They're now going to have primeval awareness or like turn twisting and reflavoring certain abilities to fit a specific theme. I mean, look at our one where we take a ranger and turn him into a paladin. You know, like that mm -hmm. was a, yeah. or I think, was he a paladin that turned? No, he was a ranger that was turned yeah, into a paladin. That was a very interesting character. But yeah, I mean, sure, he's got tool expertise and is all, he can create tools, create brewer supplies, which I use as his spell casting focus. Sure. And they're an, an, they're not used. They're not a, a well taken 
tool, I think, because it just seems like, where am I going to set the this point up? Of, exactly. But he's, okay, where am I get time? brewers kind of like, you know, beer is the expectation or like ale or whatever yeah. that you have. But, but you know, I imagine a, more as a wine's got a fermentation yeah, exactly, process. fermentation process of wine. And if we talk, if you go back, go back to our previous episode, Faye is all about the weird manipulations of time and how mm. you might need to, years to ferment a piece of wine because of his Faye ancestry and his ability to weave that magic he could really ferment something much quicker yeah. perhaps in days yeah i suppose i mean I, although i think the wine fermentation really doesn't take all that long it's how long it then sits in the bottle afterwards that matters it's true but then it's but, sitting in this 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 vineyard in the Feywild, yeah, yeah. and you bring him back and it's like oh I, I didn't you just make that a couple 10 days ago well it's been aging for 10 years yeah exactly so you can have fun things like that going on hmm, time exactly. dilation across the plains is a thing um, so what did you take? Okay, the, the, one other note here as I look through your skills, there's a big uh, disadvantage uh, mm. uh, mark against your stealth there. That's the armor, isn't it? Yeah, that's from the armor. I think he's not really a stealthy guy. He doesn't. He's not good at hiding he's, himself. He's not going to be a sneaker. Uh, he's not a around. sneaking around sort of guy. Um, that's fine. But then it goes on to his spells. And yeah. I've reflavored most of these. I, and so this is something sense. that you know we've I've done with a couple of characters as well. Um, super fun to do. But make sure you have a very quick uh, translation list set up uh, that you give the DM uh, and talk to your DM about this ahead of time. So you're not we're not changing any of the powers or effects of a spell. Well, one of them is only the name Mm. uh, usually gets changed here. Uh, And that's that's more just for flavor. It's just for fun. But if you in the first one on here that I noticed, you have things like um, hangover. I, I cast ray of intoxication mm, restorative buzz <laughs> okay so ray of intoxication is what uh, it is i believe ray of In- sickness uh but i didn't want people to be like uh they're getting sick you know it's instead right. like they're getting but just a, a, a lot of a lot of uh players and dms we've learned the names of spells mm. and when you hear them you're like oh i know what that does but somebody says ray of intoxication i'm suddenly like uh what what does mm. that do and you're like it's just ray of sickness it's, it's just, just like a super potent yeah, it's alcoholic just wine 2d8 that, poison uh, damage and they have to make a con save know. otherwise they're drunk or for which is classified as poisoned until the end of your next turn which isn't really that long but mm. it's like a brief like ugh, ugh, like intoxicated um sort of thing that's his vibe rather than like poisons or alchemical salves he's more like half this wine like um what was it i think it was frostbite which is typically cold damage i mm-hmm. changed because i like that it, it imposes disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll and i imagine that like a little bit like a, like a tipsy thing that they like ooh, miss it as they're suddenly like you know drunk um from this magical fey sort of cantrip effect but rather than a numbing frost to form i imagine like perhaps it's a um a purple or like you know a wine colored like a, still, a rose yeah, i like, mean you could still call it cold damage you could still say it's a numbing effect but just don't describe it as a it, i've actually changed it to poison damage right um which some may argue is a bit of a nerf uh, even I could keep it well, in cold. Yeah, damage, more things have got poison resistance than they have cold resistance exactly. in the game. So. Um, so, but again, if you do stuff like this, make sure you talk through it with your DM. Most exactly. DMs who understand the mechanics of the game will have no issue with this because, like you said, you're not really doing anything that gives any more advantage. It's just really a reflavoring of mm-hmm. some of the spells. Uh, healing wine is just cure wounds. You know, just have a drink of this. Um, they regain one d eight plus three hit points. Uh, fairy fire i mean like tossing it out uh, as this like colorful um 
white wine like flashing with certain liquids gets all over the enemy and they're like suddenly highlighted and all these colors and can't become invisible for a little while purify food and drink is purely just like you know let's have a banquet and not be poisoned um restorative buzz is if you need to go a little bit further away and sort of just magically induce like oh i feel a little better you know if you look a little perk you know that's healing word um bolstering wine is aid uh just like have a swig of this you know and their maximum hit points are increased uh, enhance ability i imagine the same thing any of the touch spells are like here have a have a sip of this <laughs> more than anything else um and though this is a great thing like i was saying sort of the the saying <clears throat> in this episode uh you don't have to do the most damage mm-hmm. you can help the party in lots of ways yeah i mean the idea of all most of these spell lists i mean many people think of the artificer as a support class which it is you yeah. know it's not a martial class it's not a prime spell caster slinging things it's all about making magic items to help out the party absolutely making getting supportive spells um <clears throat> which you know could like there are some like intoxicating arrow which deals damage and things like that but looking at here there's a lot of stuff that just gives people hit points yeah. you know or and and that is mm, that is so welcome in any party that I'm in. I, I think supporting characters who can bolster others, who can uh, you know aid, who can enhance their abilities, these things are well-loved by other players. Um, to have somebody around who can make them shine even brighter, I mean, most players love that. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, if you're, if you're the sort of, I don't know, if you're playing D&D with a group that just wants you know to be able to deal the most damage i i highly encourage you to seek <laughs> to seek to change that somehow to find a way to to bring in more support more color more variety uh you, you'll you'll enjoy the game it's it's so much more fun i mean i i wanted to make a satyr for a long time, you know, but I felt like I'd always fall into the pit well, traps of a, a bard a or a rogue. It's only, it's only been out for... I know, but ever since it's been out, I've wanted to make something with the satyr, you know, like, yeah. they kind of feel like weird tiefling sort of vibe, you know, because they've got the horns as well and that yeah. whole thing, and so really, if you want to find art for satyr, which is not a lot out there, like, I was steal, looking for a piece of art. I, thought this was, I have a piece of art for him, which I, I really love um, as well, which I found online, which is very cool, um, but what does a cider get like what are their like racial features and they got some really cool racial features like i said their walking speed is slightly higher than most their creature type is fey rather than humanoid which is perhaps one of the most interesting racial features in the game uh ram which you know i'm not that interested in is 1d4 minus one bludgeoning damage not great 1d4 plus your strength he's got to keep him but your strength he's decorative it's not really decorative but um but still look 1d4 is better than uh unarmed strike which is just Look, it's one d four minus one. You could get zero damage. Yeah, but, but if it was unarmed yeah. strike, it would be zero. So there's a chance here that you could do a couple points better. Mm. Um, also, I think if you're looking for art uh, for satyrs, uh, there was a TV show out uh, called Carnival Row uh, that has got um, a race of of fey creatures called Puck, who are basically satyrs. So there may be you may be able to find if you're looking for a picture for your your character. Uh, sheet you might be able to find something if you search mm, but I, I love this photo I found I, I I wonder sometimes if a lot of the the tiefling photos out there could be you know just change the yeah skin I tone bet. from a dark red to a more humanoid fleshy 
and boom, you yeah, know, you've done. got a perhaps a satyr, uh, which I think is quite interesting. He's got um, uh, these things called mist, mirthful leaps. Mirthful leaps. It's mirthful. another mirthful full of happiness. Full of merry. He like clicks his little heels together as he does amusing. them. Yeah. Uh, when you make a long or high jump, you can roll a d8 and add the number rolled to the number of feet you cover, even when making a standing jump. This extra distance costs movement as normal. It's just, you know, right. not so you cannot intentional. Jump past but like, your 35 sure. feet movement. But you but. can, yeah, you can jump a little bit further. Yeah, it's Why nice. Um, you have advantage on saving Especially throws against spells Especially and other high, magical effects. the high jump one, That's adding another crazy. D8 to your high jump is... Well, honestly, I, I don't, a lot of three-dimensional combat isn't a big thing in a lot of games that I play. All but. right, well, tonight I'm putting a battle map together that's going to have, like, four <laughs> dimensions. <laughs> um, well, huh. what, is the four, what is the fourth dimension, man? Uh, now, <laughs> now you're going timey-wimey with the fade um, plane again. Magic resistance. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That is huge. Wow. Yeah. That's the same as the Yuan T one, I believe. But boom, straight up, all magical effects and spells advantage. Yeah, that right away. That doesn't suck. And reveler, you have proficiency in the performance or and and persuasion skills, and you have proficiency with one musical instrument of your choice. I choose right. flute because that means I can now use the the pipes of haunting. Right. So pipes th of the sewers, I think maybe they're called. That's pretty. That's pretty great. Mm. But one more big thing um as an infusion the alchemy jug i mean it's obvious for any alchemist but the thing i love about the alchemy jug is that you can create an, a gallon of wine every day just like that boom just like that you just need straight up boom, 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 you got you got wine yeah. boom so you don't really need to be brewing yeah that much if he needs to make beer boom he can make beer honey mayonnaise oil vinegar Fresh water, salt water, all of it. Boom. That's, uh, yeah, I get more, more of an RP thing, but plenty of fun that to be had, right? Exactly. Who knows when you're going to need two gallons of mayonnaise? Um, that's, that's a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah. Or a gallon of honey or a quart of oil. What is a quart even? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I used to know. I have a feeling um, that our American listeners out there definitely know. Um, I don't know. I know like, I, I sort of know like ounce to milliliter conversions, but things like pints and quarts always, I mean, I know what a pint glass looks like and I don't know. I think there's a couple quarts in a pint. But um, hey, you're going into the elemental plane of fire and you need to create ma water magically. Boom. Eight gallons of fresh water. Yeah, that's nice. And that's per day, right? Or is that per Every hour? single day. That's nice. Uh, up to two gallons per and, minute. And you could flavor it. And you could flavor it with precipitation. Now it's, it's like, lime-infused water. Like cherry cola. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't think cherry cola is a thing. Do you think I'm you the can, inventor of Coca-Cola. Uh, will will precipitation allow you to add effervescence to water? Why not? Sure. Can I carbonate something with precipitation? I think you could. Uh, he also has tankard of sobriety. So perhaps you want to drink, but you don't want to get drunk. Boom. And the Pipes of Haunting, uh, which is one of the more weird choices. Um, it's I think it can like make people frightened of you when you play them. Uh, I thought it was just like a funny callback to his uh, wind instrument proficiency, but they're not very good infusions. They're n not very helpful, per except for perhaps the Perfume of Bewitching and the Alchemy Jug. They're kind of whatever, you know, they're more flavor-based. Yeah. Uh, I also have a plus one Arcane Focus if he wants to get some... Um, 
better spell casting. So once you're once but... you're out of spell slots, mm. what do you got to attack with? You've got a. I have a sickle. A sickle, which deals one d four minus one as well. I imagine it's him harvesting like a, a harvesting Why not tool. A dex but... weapon of some sort. Eh, because he's not a, a fighter. He doesn't have a crossbow. He doesn't have anything like that. He's. Do you think a dagger wouldn't be that, that crazy? Eh. It's it's not his jam. You know he's. He he's, he has a weird so remember, unconventional folks, weapon. You can yeah. on your turn uh, take the help action. Absolutely. And while you're not attacking yourself, you are giving advantage to one of your friend's uh, attacks. Uh, you can also take the dodge action, which makes it really hard for you to get hit by things. Um, so there is there are other things you can do on your turn uh, that help you like stay in position and do things. You can always flank. Like you flank a, a creature if you're playing with flanking rules and then take the dodge action uh, so that you're a bit harder to hit and you're helping your whoever's flanking on the other side with advantage. If you're not playing with flanking rules, you can just use the help action. Or take uh, the little known improvise action as listed in Unity Beyond. Do you know what the improvise action is? Yeah, you can... Do pretty much anything not listed. Crazy other ideas, um, things to do with breaking your ma- down doors, you intimidating g- enemies, you sensing have, weaknesses. You've got a pile of mayonnaise. What are you going to do with it? Mm. So an improvised <laughs> action might have to do with jamming mayonnaise down that you know ogre's salad underwear. shambling mound. Create a salad dressing for the shambling mound coming your way. Um, you know you can spread that oil on the floor. You can do Put, pour it on an enemy. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, throw it on the enemy, and then, and then the following yeah. turn, sorcerer goes fireball, and they go. Or, it could be fireball, yeah, just like a little. Um, or your flambe sphere. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you have spells. You have spells that can do things. You have lots of spells. And well, in theory, spells, in theory, because of the way that your artificer infusions work, you could at some point make a magical weapon if you wanted to. Sure, I mean that's not his vibe. That's not his. But if you were adventuring for a while and you got yourself into a sticky situation where you're like, you know what? We're going to do this. You can. Absolutely. He is a support character through and through. He's got fun role play moments. I imagine him having a a bit of a snooty sort of outlook on things, you know, thinking he's sort of all above it all. But also he's deeply troubled inside. What did you take for his background? uh, I took a custom background where he gets the background feature from... Failed merchant, but I don't make him a failed merchant. He's just a right. regular merchant. So wealthy wine so supply, seller. He's a wealthy wine seller. The feature supply chain. From your time as a merchant, you can you retain connections with wholesalers, suppliers, and other merchants and entrepreneurs. You can call upon these connections when looking for items or information. That's fantastic. That's such again, if you're especially if you're playing a, a city type thing. Well, it could be anywhere. It could be rural even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's in the wine business. But he knows who to talk but to. But in so many different games, that'd has, be so yeah. much fun. Like whether you're playing in Waterdeep or whether you're playing in Eberron, having uh, hooks like this where the DM's like, oh yeah, you know you know, these people, it gives you a chance to go into towns and you know, talk to people and gather things and unlock you He's know, a charlatan the, for the his story. personality traits. Um, I'm a born gambler who can't resist uh, taking a risk for a potential payoff. Sarcasm and insults are my weapon of choice. Uh, and he, his ideals are independence. I'm a free spirit. No one tells me what to do. Uh, bonds. I come from a noble family in the Feywild. Uh, and one day I'll reclaim my lands and title from those who stole them from me, which is you mm. know, just his parents kicking him out. And you know, those that all ties together really great. You know, being from the Feywild, having an independent free spirit makes total sense. Mm. 
Absolutely. I'm always in debt. I spend my ill-gotten, well, I would scratch ill-gotten. Well, maybe it is ill-gotten. Gains on decadent luxuries faster than I bring them in. Um, so him getting new fancy gleaming armor, which he, he has made, but, you know, and buying new wines to taste them and add them to his repertoire and whatnot can leave him um, not exactly having as much money as he perhaps should have. Um, maybe he is knows the supply chain because he buys a lot from the supply chain. Sure. And can intersect it as a middleman and, like, pick him, mm, could I have a taste of this, you know? And he's... Well, depending how your DM sets up a game, like, maybe, maybe acquiring something legit legally... Uh, or maybe sort of gray zone, maybe not so legit legally, but rather than stealing it or killing people for it, that you've got to go and negotiate. Um, wouldn't it be great to have somebody in your party who's actually good at that? Yeah. Why not? So a, I mean, a lot of, this, a lot of these exactly. things come down to again. Like, and then comes this perfume of charming or bewitching or whatever. You know, the, the magic happens at the D&D table where you get... When you get these players who all decide these various different characters they want to play... And so there's a bit of like, and maybe there's a little bit of discussion. I want to try and play this, I want to play that. And every, you know, tries to find a, you know, an idea, a little space that's kind of different from each other. And then, uh, and then the DM sort of like, you know, maybe set out, okay, we're going to be playing in this sort of world. This is sort of place we're going to be. And then that stuff all gets kind of mixed together in the big pot and it starts cooking away and you go through a few sessions, maybe get through the first like arc and like, you know, maybe it takes you a year even, who knows. Um, but everything starts to gel. Everybody's gone up a few levels. You sort of get to know each other a little bit. Um, and yeah, like that's the magic of D and D. It's not the magic of, Hey, we've got the most, you know, amazing, uh, perfectly, you know, destructive, you know, team of characters. Sometimes it's the, the misfits and the oddballs and the, the cool weird ones that, you know, that really bring the party together, that really add the flavor. So, absolutely. And I have uh, the new Hero Forge 2, uh, 2.0 is out. Yeah, with color. Uh, and I've made him with color as well. Crazy. Um, so I, maybe I'll can include that. I don't know how we do that, but maybe I'll include that in a the link. A link to share that. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll, we'll try and put a little blog post together with this uh, episode so that you can see the character sheet. And we haven't done one of those blog posts for a while. Uh, put one of those up and you can sort of have a look at this character and the character sheet and some of the images we have to go with it. And uh, yeah, go out there, steal this character or steal pizza parts and pieces pizza. of it. Steal, <laughs> steal, pizza. steal his pizza and uh, steal pieces of him or all of him or whatever. And yeah, go out there, be brave. Make, make a satyr. Make a satyr. Make a character that goes against trope. Yeah. Make a character that's just role play and fun. Exactly. All right. Bit of a shorter episode this week, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we'll yeah, see you have fun. perhaps next time to discuss some of the outer planes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye-bye.